Hi, everyone. You have found me and my podcast, Processing the Process. I am Lisa Tams, and I am just a mom who has supported and survived having two kids, actually that's two boys, apply, pre-screen, and audition for college musical theater programs. All of these steps together, I refer to, and many people do, as the process. Thus, the name of this podcast, Processing the Process. Going through it my first time around with my oldest son, I searched for something like this podcast, and I didn't find anything. And so I decided to fill that void. And that is how this podcast was born. I hope that by listening, other parents will benefit from my experience and get insight to this very specific process. So that's a little bit about me, this podcast, and what you can expect. On with the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 18 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is You Have to Really, Really Want It. I have been wanting to do this episode for a while. I really wanted to be able to capture somebody who could have gone through this process and decided not to. And their journey through to making that decision. So you'll be listening to my conversation with Emma and you will hear about where she is today and her journey to getting there. So you will be hearing my conversation with Emma. Emma is a really driven young woman and she always has been. I had the pleasure of watching her perform for several years in our community. She's so talented, but even so, she ultimately decided to take a different path. You will hear about what she is doing today and is wonderfully passionate about. The idea of drive coming from wanting to be successful in your chosen path is something that we talk about. And as the title of this episode indicates, having to really, really want it. As a teen, when she was considering the possibility of doing this and going back and forth, um, she brings up thoughts of having to consider the level of competition and the rejection that is a given. And I also love how she puts that in a positive light and talks about how that has translated into her life and career now. We also talk about the role of her parents in her decision-making process that I thought was really valuable, especially hearing it from her perspective. I thank you for tuning in and enjoy this conversation. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. 
Um, so what is happening currently? I'm working as a pediatric cardiology nurse at Vanderbilt Children's in Nashville. Wow. And so you're not even one year out of college. Yeah, right. How did you get to be an official nurse so fast? <laughs> is that normal? <laughs> yeah. So most of the time you graduate with either like an RN or a BSN degree and then you take your licensing exam and then people either go into working a regular nurse job or like a residency program which is basically the same thing you take your own patients and everything the residency just has some extra education classes so that's what I'm doing right now and that's just a year program. Okay. Um, So I know that you are so far out from this stage that I want to hone in on of your life, but I really wanted to talk to and record with somebody who could have easily gone down this route towards a career in performing and doing the whole applying and auditioning and all that. And then what that process was for you in deciding not to. And now knowing what you know, what you think about that. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start with as a child, were you fascinated by performing? I definitely think I was. My sisters kind of were unfortunate because I... <laughs> loved that so much that even on like holidays or stuff like that when we were younger I used to write up plays for them to do for like my family (laughs) so I was definitely very fascinated with like performing and I guess like the spotlight from that but I feel like the longer I was in it the less fascinated I became it had to do with realizing how much it takes to actually be in a career like that. What brought you to that level of realization? I know you've performed, obviously, mm-hmm. as a preteen and then through high school. What made you really realize the magnitude of what it would entail? I feel like there were so many things. Um, for one, I really admire people that can take rejection on a somewhat consistent level and still be so confident in themselves and still put themselves out there. And I think eventually it kind of started to get to me. So I felt like maybe I wasn't in the right mindset to handle a career where you face so much of that. So that was one. And then I was in a movie going into freshman year of college and just the the whole filming process really showed me that in order to be successful in that career, you have to really want it, which I think even goes back to what I was saying before about facing rejection and still putting yourself out there. You have to just really, really want it. And the longer I was in it, the less I kind of wanted to do it. I think about that. And yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to really want that and there are so many challenges that Mm -hmm. you've come across in the face of moving forward in the industry of performing but I think about what you have done with your education Mm -hmm. and like the challenges (laughs) that what you're doing 
has brought and it's as intense, if not more, but obviously different. Yeah. And I can definitely say, I feel like in any field, there's so many challenges, but like your drive comes from really wanting to be successful in your chosen path. And definitely with nursing, there were a lot of that, but I just really, really wanted it. And sometimes I look back to theater and just like plays and singing in general. And of course I loved it, but I didn't really have the drive to be super successful in it. And I feel like there's so many people in that field that are so passionate about it. And that's what really keeps them going. You mentioned the movie. What is the name of the movie? Just in case people are curious and they want to go check it out. <laughs> it's called My Soul to Keep. It's on Amazon Prime and on demand, I think. Oh, it is on Amazon Prime. I yeah. didn't even know that. So I can go find it and watch it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's a scary movie, mm-hmm. which is just crazy because if you guys could see Emma, she is like the least scary, sweetest person. (laughs) A lot of comments are saying that I'm a natural, which I'm not sure if I should take that great because my character is super mean. (laughs) So Emma, she's the same grade as my son, Frankie. They went through middle school and high school together. And so I followed um, you performing through those years. And I remember, you know, thinking and hoping selfishly that you would decide to go this route. Because when you love watching somebody perform, something about like not being able to see that part of you, Mm -hmm. there's a loss in that. And I mean, when it's your own child, that's true. And I think even as, and I'm sure many people can relate if they have kids in theater and they've been watching kids grow up in theater, that for them not to go on to do it and you not being able to see them or hear about their success. It's kind of like, oh, but you did a summer workshop with Frankie. Mm -hmm. I remember being there and you were at that point, probably as close as I saw you to considering the possibility. What was it about that time that was pulling you more in that direction than you had been? Um, I think I got, to random points where I I didn't want to not do something because I was afraid of like rejection and so I would kind of change my mentality and say like I'm gonna give everything to this and I don't care about getting rejected and and to an extent I think that's true you know my confidence improved so much from being in theater but Again, it just got back to a point where I just didn't see it forever. And even to speak to what you were saying too about like the loss, I remember after our senior musical of Mary Poppins, like crying from the last song of the show, like all <laughs> through seeing everyone in the at the end when I came out. And even now, mm-hmm. sometimes I kind of feel a loss just because it was such a big part of my life. And I think kind of that was also a reason I thought I was going to go into it because I just couldn't imagine ever being without it. I just, I just didn't see it forever, I guess. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of like a journey to that point. Yes, definitely a lot of back and forth. Um, And it wasn't because I felt like I failed all the time 
or because I like even like I was saying like I I didn't want to not do something because I was afraid of getting rejected and it just over time after going back and forth so much I just felt like it wasn't for me mm-hmm. and what role did your parents play in in kind of guiding you mm-hmm. through you being able to see clearly what you wanted for yourself my poor parents (laughs) because when I would go through these phases of being like no I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna be the best that I can be I would be like I gotta get in dance classes mom and I gotta be in all three ballet tap and jazz (laughs) they used to drive me like an hour away for this really expensive voice lesson and And then I would have times where I was like, I'm not doing this. So, Mm -hmm. but they were awesome. They were like so supportive when I was super into it. They would help me really try and be the best that I could be. I wish I had a clear answer. And even thinking back on it now, I don't know one moment that I was like, nope, this isn't for Mm -hmm. me. It was just over time, I just kind of lost passion in it. Yeah. Because when you're little... At that point, like, it's still fun and, yeah, like, you can dream about it, but you haven't had the the grind, really, of it yet. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, as you, you know, you're an excellent student and you excelled in that area and in <laughs> Thank you. your creative abilities and mission work and it wasn't like you know you were just focused on one thing like you are when you're Mm -hmm. 11 yeah and yeah you you mature and you start to see like the world around you and take things you know more realistically into consideration and like I was asking about your parents I get the feeling that your parents didn't really push you one way or the other. They just mm-hmm. gave you the best opportunities that they mm-hmm. could in order for you to arrive at your own decision. Yeah. Do you feel like you did talk to them about kind of what was going on interiorly? I did. I talked about competition and fear of rejection. And they were really helpful when I would talk through things about making me see the the benefits to it too. And, and I don't think that was from a place of pushing me to do theater by any means. I think that those are just two things about theater that can really honestly improve you as an individual. Aside from like public speaking, those two things can really help you grow. And I say that because I think competition is everywhere and everything all the time. (laughs) All the time, especially now in climate of the world. Social media, everything. And so being in something where you're really putting your all into things, but it just might not work out or someone saying something so that you aren't aware of as many opportunities as there are, like things like that. um, I feel like I would always talk to her about and she would always say, that it can also be a good thing because it shows you how to be competitive in a nice non-cutthroat way, you know, where Mm -hmm. you're just doing the best that you can and still competing Mm -hmm. for something, but being like kind to everyone else around you too. And I think it really taught me that. And I think when I would talk to them about fear of rejection and things like that, it would help me build my confidence because I, like through conversations with her could talk about, okay, maybe this didn't work out, but 
I got this other opportunity. So like, it's not all rejection. It's just not right for one thing, which I think Mm -hmm. is great for life too. I mean, my mom is like my personal therapist. I talk to her about (laughs) everything. So she was super helpful through stuff like that. But I don't know if I even realized that these conversations were me struggling with whether or not I would go into it as much as I just felt like it was something I was dealing with in the moment. Like you said, I mean, theater and that atmosphere, it's prevalent, but it is prevalent in everything that you want to excel at. And it's perspective, like, you know, looking at it, being able to channel it in a positive way. Yeah, it is competition, quote unquote, but it really ends up being competition against your previous best of your own. Because when you actually do pursue this, you can't be looking around you. You can only do what you can do and then let the rest. Right, exactly. That's what I was Fall away. Like healthy competition is it It shouldn't be like cutthroat or looking in the other lane or looking at other people. It should all just be about, like you said, like competing with your best self so that you're always like outdoing your own self. But, and that's like, that's life. That's now even in nursing, there's competition like that. I mean, they have awards for best nurses and people want them and it doesn't feel as cutthroat, I think, because I've had these experiences where I've kind of trained myself to think about it like that. And being with other people who maybe several steps ahead of you is motivating. It's like, that's what you want. It keeps you pushing to be with other people who in their growth are ahead of you in some areas. There's mentoring in that, but there's also motivation, not by, and I'm going to say like comparison, but it's not like comparison in a, it's mentoring as long as they have kindness in their heart and they're not squashing you down. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I see so much even in my career now is like good competition. And I really think that I was able to think about that in such a better way because of theater. So Mm -hmm. even though I decided not to go into it, I still have like so much respect for everyone that did and just my time in it because I learned so much. It really does translate. And I think not everybody can understand that who hasn't been involved in the arts in some way or or been close to somebody who's involved in the arts. Do you think that you will maybe eventually do it as a hobby in any way? Or is that just like (laughs) so not on your radar right now because you're so immersed in what you're doing? Um, I don't know if I'll do theater, but I definitely miss music. Sometimes I'll think about learning a song on the piano when I go home just to do it. I definitely miss that like part of my life. Well, and that also goes to show you that music is, it's like an intrinsic fabric of life. It can change the whole atmosphere Mm -hmm. of how you're experiencing the world around you, but also internally. Yeah, music is definitely very therapeutic. And I think... Even like music and theater was where I kind of derived a lot of my confidence from um, at periods of time. And so it's definitely been a change not having things like that. Um, Like I feel like I used to feel bad about something and I was like, I'm going to learn this song and do it as a solo. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. It's definitely been a change. But 
mm-hmm. music is still very therapeutic to me and that's why I feel like I go back to thinking like oh I'm gonna learn this song just to know it just to like mm-hmm. have the confidence that like I could play the piano to this song or whatever and people around you do they know that you have the voice that you have (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have it anymore (laughs) oh I'm sure you do it's kind of weird because I think people know I did theater but I don't know if they recognize I mean Gross Point South theater is different than I feel like a normal high school theater I don't know if people who don't have that type of program recognize it as what it was It's Mm -hmm. weird now because my boyfriend who I've been dating, I met here in Nashville and he's from Alabama. So my family will keep trying to show him clips of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think that people really know that side of me here, which is weird Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'll go home and people will be like, I knew you'd end up in music down in Nashville. I'm there but that's not what I'm doing yeah no and but everyone from home will say stuff like that and no one here thinks of me like that so it's kind of weird that is it's like a whole dimension of you that it was such a chapter in your life Mm -hmm. a couple last questions would be what would you say to someone who has to make mm-hmm. that decision. What kinds of things should they be looking at or asking themselves? Um, I guess number one, I've talked a lot about like the fear of rejection and things like that. But my mm-hmm. whole takeaway on that was that that wasn't in the end what deterred me from going into theater. So I guess primarily don't let things like that affect your decision. Like don't not do it because you're afraid and then second if you do decide not to go into it try and keep a little of it just as like a hobby because I've been so thrown into nursing and things like that I've like I'm so far gone from it but I really admire Mia my sister who wasn't as involved in theater as I was but still was in musicals and Mm -hmm. choir And she went away to school and joined an acapella group just as something fun to do on the side. Sometimes I think about how I should have done something like that just to incorporate it a little bit just because of what I was saying about like confidence and music therapy and things like that. Lastly, just to follow what you're passionate about. And if you are super passionate about it and even in like the low moments, you really feel like this is for you, then I think that's the biggest thing. And that was, in the end, what made me feel like I shouldn't go into it because even in the high moments, I didn't feel super passionate about it. Good point. And then what would your best advice be for the ideal approach for parents who see their kids in that position and Mm -hmm. knowing a teenager's mind and just all the uncertainties at that time what would you say to somebody if they were saying like, well, I think my child is in that same position and I'm just not sure what to do? Yeah. Um, I loved my parents' approach to it because I feel like you can tell someone to do one thing or another, but in the end, it should always be up to them. And I feel like if my parents would have kind of pushed me into theater I wouldn't have been, I feel like, as 
great in the end because I really feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now because I came to it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But by the same token, if they had pulled me away from it, I think I would have always wondered what if. So I think just making sure that you're there when they're super into it and supportive when they're not. And I guess just my parents talking through some of the negative aspects of it. So even if they decide not to go into theater, they're able to take away all the good things that that experience can give. Yeah, that's so good. (laughs) I just know that there are so many people who are in that. I mean, Frankie, even at one point when he was going to summer programs and, you know, it's an investment to send your child to some of these summer programs. And he was like, well, I don't want you to be upset if I decide not to do this. And I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, just that those words are coming out of your mouth. I just want you to have everything you could possibly have in order for you to be able to make the decision. None of this is to push you towards it. Actually, I have said earlier in my different podcasts, a lot of Mr. Tams and I, a lot of our decisions about what to expose my kids to along the way was to see if it would push them away. Because the higher that you go in the, in the, better company that you're in and you realize like oh my gosh yeah I'm my community is one thing but to be out here and among all this and see that I am one of many and for them to still decide that they wanted us to do it that was like that gave me comfort as opposed to no 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 you have to go to this three-week program this summer because if you don't you have no chance of getting into wherever I wasn't thinking that at all I was thinking this is the experience that will help you cultivate your decision right support I feel like is never pushing in you know there's a difference between supporting and forcing and the biggest opportunities my parents had to force it was through conversations and instead of doing that they allowed me to explore thoughts of like well maybe this isn't for me but then they also allowed me to talk about like I'm gonna do everything I can and (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I mean all of it you 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 needed all of it to be where you are now right I did and I'm really happy where I am now and I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be because no one ever said anything to me about you got to do this or you can't do that. I just let whatever was going to happen, happen. And and now I'm in a totally different field. <laughs> Which I have no doubt that you are so, so amazing at. And I Thank would you. be so happy to be and so comfortable to be in your care because I know Thank that you. you are, you're just the best at what you do. And um, (laughs) I have no question of that in my mind, that anything that you put your mind to, you will do and you will do it every day to the best of your ability. And so, I mean, you kind of are in a really perfect place for caring for people. You have a passion in your heart. And then also you care so much about doing what you do well and thoroughly. That just makes you great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, it's true. Thank you so much for doing this and sharing. It requires a certain amount of vulnerability, and I appreciate that.
Yeah, thank you for letting me do that. That was so fun. Oh, good, good. Well, if you ever do sing anywhere, I want to know about it. I would love to hear you and see you perform again if ever that comes around. Okay. Okay. Be well and thank you so much again. Thanks. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So that was Emma, and she's just a pediatric cardiology nurse. No big deal. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy to me. I I just imagine her like walking into a hospital room and parents' eyes opening up wide because she looks younger than she is and them maybe being a little hesitant, but in reality, like their child is in the best hands because Emma does not skip a beat. Like she is so on top of her game and you want somebody who holds those really, really high standards for themselves. But a couple of things to wrap up. I know she mentioned competition and rejection quite a bit, but her coming around to the idea of healthy and good competition that drives you to further yourself and that rejection, it's just, it wasn't meant for you. And it's not personal. It feels personal. Oh, and then the other part about leaving that part of yourself behind when you decide not to pursue it. And I love what Emma said when she recommended continuing in some way going forward because it is, it just becomes just part of who they are, part of their identity. You know, when you move on and you go to school and no one knows who you were before, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, it's a huge adjustment, I think, for them when that was kind of what they were known for. So the idea of finding something, a way to continue to express that part of who you are, I think is a great recommendation. And then she also said that support is never pushing and how her parents allowed her in their conversations with her to explore her thoughts. That's such a free place to be when you know that the expectation is only to come to the best decision for yourself. Okay, that will do it. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about how your process is going. If you would like any insight on a specific topic, I'm here as a resource. If you have any suggestions on where I should make this linkable or findable, I would love to hear from you about that. I am on Instagram and Facebook at Processing the Process PTP. On Apple Podcasts, for some reason, I am findable there under my name, Lisa Tams, 
and that's just L-I-S-A-T-H-A-M-S. Lastly, you can message me on Messenger, which is PTP hyphen Lisa Tams. I hope this will help navigate where you're at and where you're going in this process with your child. Wishing you ease in the process, peace, calmness, (laughs) and excitement.